Hello, my pumpkins. This is Chloe Taylor, and welcome to Authentic and Unapologetic. Here, we explore spirituality and psychology. It is my goal with this podcast to remind you that when you stand tall in your own authenticity, you empower everyone around you to do the same. Hello, my beautiful pumpkins, and welcome back to the podcast. Happy October. Let's be real. It's the best season of the year. I feel like all things Halloween, fall aesthetic, like September is a good month too, but we're barely transitioning into the autumn time during September. I mean, the autumn equinox where I live doesn't even happen until the 22nd of September. So we are like full-blown fall mode. October is my favorite month of the year. So much so that there was a time period where I was like, can we just all agree that my birthday should be October 14th and we can just celebrate it in October instead of May when I was actually born? Um, not because I want to be a Libra. I love being a Taurus, but I just love the month of October so much. Um, it's just the vibe. It's just a different energy and I love it. So happy October. I hope everybody has a spirit Halloween close to them. <laughs> Y'all know that the moment a store closes in the autumn time, a spirit Halloween shows up. Um, and if you don't know what that is, basically it's like a Halloween costume accessory. Um, they have like a lot of like, I got a t-shirt from there that you'll probably see at some point on my YouTube channel that, uh, says like the cat portal and they have like witchy clothes and like Halloween, like the serial killer and Chucky and like stuff like that. It's just like a spooky store, but mostly for Halloween costumes. I actually think I want to be Chucky this year for Halloween. Like they have this one that is definitely like a spooky, cute kind of vibe. And uh, it's like an off the shoulder good guy shirt and a like really short overall dress that you wear with like knee high socks and it has a redheaded wig, which obviously I don't need because she's a natural ginger. But I was thinking of going as, I mean, I'm not going anywhere, <laughs> but I was thinking of being Chucky this year for Halloween because if y'all didn't know, um, a couple of things. First and foremost, this month, I didn't say, we are doing all Halloween-styled content for the podcast. So we're going to be talking a lot about witchcraft, which we'll get into today. And uh, I have an interview coming up this month where I actually talked to another practicing witch in the gaming industry, and we interviewed her, and it was really awesome. Uh, so we're focusing on, like, that sort of thing this season or this month. Um, this is something that I always love the idea of doing, but I don't think I've ever fully executed it. So um, that and secondary thing, I as a child, um, going back on the Chucky thing, <laughs> I as a child was petrified of Chucky, the like horror doll, if y'all have ever seen those movies, petrified. Um, my family used to make funny jokes about it all the time. And like one of my siblings would tell me they were going to buy me a Chucky doll. And I was like petrified to tears. Like that doll scared the crap out of me. Um, but as an adult, I've revisited those movies and they're hysterical. Like I don't like, obviously children are afraid of all kinds of things, but they just weren't scary at all. <laughs> and I was like, wow, like the growth. We love growth in this house. So I kind of feel like I have this like kindred thing with Chucky now because it was something that used to scare me so bad as a child. And now I can look at it and just laugh. So um, that's why I brought that up because I feel like 
being Chucky for Halloween would be hilarious because even like if my family saw photos of this or anybody who knows me, like I just think it would be really funny. So catch my Instagram. If I do dress up for Halloween, I'm planning to be Chucky. So um, I will probably post photos if I decide to do it. So um, in any case, today I want to talk to you about chaos witchcraft because I actually put out on my Instagram two months ago. Uh, if y'all ever want to contribute to these podcasts, make sure you're following me on Instagram. It's always linked down below for you. That's usually where I ask for ideas, questions, topics, things like that. And I usually tend to pick the topics or questions that are suggested multiple times, like, because I'll know that, oh, you know, they really want to know about this topic in particular. And there were definitely a couple of topics that came up. And one of them was chaos witchcraft. And I do want to say that I am not like, I don't want to say I'm not the best person to explain this. But like, I want you to know that there are other sources to go to. Like I am not the end all be all. Yes, I am a practicing chaos witch. So I have some things to say. But know that like, you don't have to use everything that I say if that's a practice. In fact, it's more beneficial for you not to. And we'll explain why that is. But basically all of this to say that, like, I'm not an expert. I just practice and I'm going to share some of those beliefs and ideas with you today. But feel free to go beyond me if this is something that you think is an interesting path and you want to pursue it. So I feel like every year... I have a video that comes out or a podcast where I've talked about like my path into witchcraft. And I've talked about how like I was really religious indoctrinated as a child and I've had to like move out of that and how I moved into witchcraft. And so this year I wanted to focus more on how my practice has evolved because when it comes to spirituality, I would say that this is common for most people. The way that you do your spirituality will evolve over time. And I became a practicing witch in 2018, March of 2018. So 19, 20, 21. It's been about three years going on a fourth year. And it felt like, I mean, you can watch those videos too. I'll make sure that I link them down below for you if you want to hear more about that specifically. I think I have at least two videos to link for you. So if you want like that backstory, I want to try not to focus too much on that today because I've addressed it so many times and given so much information. So with my current spirituality, like when I started in witchcraft, I didn't really know what I wanted to be like, and you don't have to ever label yourself. I want to make that very clear. You don't ever have to label yourself a specific kind of witch. You can do whatever feels right for you. You could just say that you're a witch. You don't even have to have a label attached to it. I feel like for me, um, I'm also, I learned so much. I'm going to link this video down below for y'all too, if you're curious. Um, Alyssa Sharp, or I think she was previously known as the Divine Venus, an incredible astrologer, one of my top tier favorites to learn from. Um, she has started a series on the Midheaven, which is also like... Um, it's like where the world meets you. So like, obviously, you wake up every day, you are technically your rising sign, I'm a rising Sagittarius. But my 10th house and my midheaven sit in the sign of Virgo. I also have my sun and my moon in the house of Virgo. So I have a lot of energy that goes towards me meeting the world and like, where people like want to see me and where I thrive the most. And 
the reason I'm bringing this up <laughs> is because I feel like this is so Virgo midheaven of me. Um, and the, the Divine Venus does such an excellent job at explaining this and really diving into the aesthetic and um, all of that. But the way that she explained it basically is that with me having a Virgo midheaven, which is where y'all meet me, y'all, if you see me doing things, you like me in that Virgo type role. And I can say that even from my own history as an online entrepreneur, the more that I am acting in favor of like a Virgo, basically, the easier my career becomes and the more I am able to succeed. It's when I start to bring in that Sagittarius energy that people start to get more annoyed with me and kind of lose favor with me. And Y'all can see this in your charts as well. This is something that, and she's doing a series on all of them, so I would highly encourage you to check it out. Um, but it's something that's just so fascinating, especially if you are somebody that is trying to create a brand. This is like a really important component to look at. But basically, the world meets me in Virgo. And where I come from, where my roots are basically is the opposite of Virgo, which would be Pisces. That's where my IC sits. And so basically my ability to be successful, I wouldn't even say successful, but like my ability to meet the world is very based on my beliefs are my root. Like if I don't believe in what I'm doing or myself, it's that is where it all falls apart. <laughs> so I have to start at the root and like, basically, again, the Divine Venus or Alyssa Sharp really does a good job of explaining this better than I am. But the and any of y'all that are Virgo Midheavens, I guess you're just getting like a rehash of some of this information. But basically, if like those are the roots, your tree where the leaves sprout out the part that everybody wants to see, that is you taking those beliefs, that spirituality, that Pisces energy and organizing it, being very methodical with it. And it's funny because you would think that this stuff wouldn't go together. And I think what's so crazy is without even knowing all of this, without even knowing all of this, my brand already was about spirituality and psychology. That's like two of the big things that I'm always talking about. I have a best friend that is a Virgo Midheaven as well, and we are on a very similar vibe. And that to me is that bridge. It's that bridge of taking, you know, Virgo is a lot more analytical, wants to know the mind, where Pisces is a lot more of that dreamy, ethereal, spiritual, right? Um, my point to all of this is that this is so Virgo midheaven of me <laughs> to want to categorize my practice and give it a label and not just allow myself to kind of be free floating and be like, oh, yeah, I'm, I'm just a witch like that's and I shouldn't say it like that, because there are plenty of people that identify as a witch. And it's not that you're quote, unquote, just a witch. Some people just prefer not to label it. But I feel like for me, labeling it is very important, because it helps me to categorize and organize my belief system. And it changes all the time. That's why I said I wanted to talk about the progression of this. So when I started witchcraft in, I hope that was an interesting side tangent, by the way, some of y'all might have been like this, like, I'm not a Virgo midheaven, I don't care. But that was just so fascinating to me that it was so on par with even how I do things publicly or how I treat that like spiritual essence that really is me. Um, but in 2018, when I started practicing witchcraft, I kind of started with like more of an eclectic practice. Like I learned a little bit about Wicca, um, which if y'all didn't know, if you're new to witchcraft, that kind of spirituality, being a witch and being a Wiccan are not the same thing. Um, a 
Wiccan can be a witch. I mean, how do I even explain that? <laughs> like, it's not the same. Like, you can be a Wiccan and a witch, but it's not the same in the sense that being a Wiccan, you follow more of a traditional path with a set allotment of rules. And for my personal practice, though I honor it, I, I have a lot of Wiccan practices in my own practice. Um, though I honor it and I see it as a beautiful thing, I have friends that are Wiccan. For me and my spiritual belief, because I came from organized religion and I didn't like it, uh, I did not choose the Wiccan path ultimately because I didn't like how methodical it was, which is kind of contradictory to everything I just said about being more methodical. But it was almost too overbearing for my Sagittarius rising ass. So um, that being said, that being said, like I dabbled and kind of like looked into Wicca a little bit because I was interested. And when I realized that that was a little bit too... I don't even like, I'm not trying to paint this in a negative way. I think the Wiccan path is so beautiful. Um, but for me, it was just too restrictive. I didn't like that. So um, then I decided to look into like being like an herb witch, basically, or like an earth magic. Like, I really wanted to get into that. So I started studying earth magic. I read things like earth power. I read a lot of like, I can link some books for y'all down below as well that really cover this. Um, just like some of the introductory level books that I picked up that I felt like helped me to understand some of the foundational stuff of witchcraft. Because I feel like when you're trying to get into a practice, and there will be a podcast later this month that covers this topic a little bit better when you're like starting on your spiritual path. I feel like the best thing you can do is not only cultivate knowledge and start to learn the foundation of what your belief system is going to be and how you're going to use it. But also the most important thing, and I will, I will die on this hill. The most important thing to me in terms of witchcraft and deciding to go down that path you have to have self-trust if you do. And I, we talk about this on my podcast all the time. We talk about it in my tarot card readings all the time. I feel like the, the lack of self-trust on this planet is literally an epidemic. Like if that's the right word, I think it is actually such a problem. And I think media and politics have created it on purpose. Like, don't get me wrong. I am not super into like that QAnon shit. Like, no, 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 no. I'm not down the rabbit hole like that. But I do think that we have built a world that confuses people on purpose so that people can be marketed and sold to easier because they inherently don't believe that they hold their own power and don't trust themselves to make solid decisions or even practice their own craft. So I'm going to say this to you right now. If you're listening to this and wanting to like become a chaos witch, you are going to fall. You are going to stumble so hard if you do not have a belief in yourself first, because that is such a foundational point of chaos magic in particular. So just throwing it out there. I feel like that's true of most witchcraft practices. If you don't believe in yourself, your own power and your ability to do things, and it takes time, don't get me wrong, you can start practicing without that surefire self belief. And the more you do, the more you will be able to gain that self trust. I'm not saying don't start. I'm saying that it's something that over time, if it is not honed, that is going to make your practice so much harder because you won't believe in any of the stuff that you're doing. And as a chaos witch, belief is the most powerful thing I have. And I know that. So 
Anywho, I got into the, the practice. Basically, I looked at like herb witchcrafts. I looked at kitchen witchcraft, which I also really excel at. Um, kitchen witchcraft and like candle magic, I feel like are two that I, I excel at. I, I don't even know if like excel is the right word. Like they just, it was very easy for me to pick up those practices. Also, I'm going to take a little sip. I hope y'all have a cozy beverage. I'm drinking a pumpkin spice matcha latte. Oh, or technically it's almond milk and oat milk because the pumpkin spice is an oat milk creamer and then it's almond milk and anyway it's fall and delicious and it's hot and I love it mm. so basically I started to just dabble in a bunch of different things and especially astrology I don't even know if an astro witch is a thing um, I never studied it that hard I mean I studied astrology hard but I never studied like if that was a specific type of witch, I don't know. Um, I feel like that's another area that like I really love and really like diving into. I love astrology. It's if I had to pick like one thing to study for the rest of my life and that was the only thing I could have, it would be astrology. Easy, easy choice. But as I started studying all of these things, I was like, well, I like too many things. <laughs> I like too many things to just be a kitchen witch. I like too many things to just be an earth witch. I like too many things to be a hedge witch. I like, you know, there were so many practices that I wanted to be involved in that I felt like it was a very hard, like I couldn't label myself. So of course, me being that Virgo 10th house, I wanted to organize and label. I, I analyze. That's just what I do. So with that in mind, I then came across the title of eclectic witch. And I was an eclectic witch for most of the time that I have practiced now. I only recently have been calling myself a chaos witch. And I'll kind of get into how it has changed. But eclectic witchcraft is, to me, it's like you follow a lot of tradition, but you don't follow any one tradition. You just take the traditions that you like that have worked for you and thus makes an eclectic path because you are eclectic in collecting all of this knowledge and information and using it to the best of your ability. So I still feel like being an eclectic witch isn't necessarily not accurate. Like I still think that I could fall into that path very easily. But the thing is, even with being an eclectic witch, you're usually still following someone else's tradition or like you got a tradition from somewhere else or a, you picked up a belief from somewhere else. The difference, in my opinion, is that chaos witchcraft, there are no rules. There are no rules. And I honestly, this might just be my own bias opinion. I don't feel like starting the path of witchcraft if you've never done any of it. I don't even think that starting as a chaos witch is even the best path. This is why I don't think I did. I came into being a chaos witch later on. But I feel like it's if you don't have, again, that that self-trust, which to me is like the core foundation of chaos witchcraft is self-trust and self-belief. Your belief is the most powerful tool that you have. If you don't have that when you're starting out and you're learning, it's going to make the path of chaos witchcraft so much harder. So I don't even recommend people start there if that's not where you are. I think, you know, obviously pick whatever works for you. That's always going to be the best thing. But I feel like starting out, I wouldn't even always recommend people go straight into chaos witchcraft um, because it is I mean, it, it is chaotic, but okay, let's talk about kind of more about that. So there's no, there technically is no definition 
of chaos magic or being a chaos witch. And the reason for that is because there are no rules. Literally, things work because you say that they do, because you believe that they do. And something that I heard really recently that I thought was such a fascinating way of describing it is like, let's say on a Tuesday morning, you get up, you decide you want to do a ritual to call in something very specific, you want to do something very intentional. And then you do that, you really feel into it, you put your intention into it. Lovely, perfect. We love it. Then on Wednesday morning, you wake up, you decide you want to do something totally different. Yesterday's beliefs don't matter anymore. You're totally on a different trajectory now. And that's kind of to me like the, the essence of chaos magic is it's very you don't have to honor tradition. There is no set way of you have to do this spell on this day of the week at this hour. And it has to be with this astrological lineup and it has to have this herb and this color candle. It doesn't work like that. Chaos magic is so much more about doing what feels right to the practitioner in the moment and using the tools that you have and what feels right for you. It kind of gives all of the power to me to the practitioner or to the witch not and I mean, we know this with every spiritual or like witchcraft Wiccan type path, that your belief is the most powerful instrument to bring to the table. I feel like that's true of all practices. It's not always about the herbs, the candles, the crystals, you know, all of that. It's about your intention and your belief. And so if you don't have that, and you don't believe in it, and you're questioning it, it's going to make it harder to focus that magic. It's going to make it harder for you to hone that and to build what you're trying to do. I hope that makes sense. <laughs> so that's the other thing is with chaos magic, there's really no foundation. Like you're not building anything on top of anything because the beliefs can shift and change from moment to moment. You can decide one day that you want to honor a certain deity and then tomorrow decide that you want to honor a different one. Now, obviously, we always want to still be like respectful, but I feel like in chaos magic, that even kind of defies the odds. That even doesn't like take that same path of being super respectful and doing it in a way that everybody else says you have to do it in such a traditional sense. It's doing it in the way, again, that the practitioner sees fit or the witch sees fit. And I feel like that's where a lot of people get up in arms, especially on social media. You have a lot of witchcrafts, witch, witches that get really upset when they hear about deity work being done a certain way and not in the way that they have learned to do it. Or, And then you hear about a chaos witch rolling in here and doing it how they would do it. There gets to be this like tension and conflict. Now, I don't, even like I honestly keep a lot of my practice offline on purpose because I am a chaos witch and I don't want to do it like anybody else or everybody else. And I also like it's my spirituality. Like if I if I ever do something in my own practice that I get burned for, that's on me. You know, I don't need the shame of everybody else coming towards me telling me that I did it wrong and I shouldn't have done it this way. Like shaming we know even from a psychological standpoint, it doesn't help anybody. You feel me? So I, I have a lot of like opinions on spirituality online that I choose to just, again, kind of stay away from. But ultimately, my point is, is that there's no, it's like belief powers what we do. If there's like a quote that encapsules 
being a chaos witch. It's your belief that really powers what you're doing. And I also feel that chaos magic is very practical in nature. Like, oftentimes it is very linked with psychology as well. And I think like, because even in the realm of psychology, we know that belief has the ability to change so much about how, like, if you believe something, you can literally change, like, parts of your brain will change because of that belief. And we've seen it happen. So I also feel like chaos magic and being a chaos witch also strongly links to psychology. And I think that's probably why I'm also very drawn to it is because it's very practical in usage. It's very practical. It's very, um, there's like no, there's also like no idols is something that I've like read quite a bit about is like chaos magic doesn't have any idols. There's no like, again, because there's no tradition, there's no, I have to do it this way or it's not going to work. There's no, I hope I'm making sense. I feel like I'm all over the place. <laughs> but again, I feel like that's kind of the beauty of chaos magic is that there is no set definition. There is no foundation unless to me, if there was a foundation, that's what it would be. It would be the power of your own belief. And so I guess if I could put this in like a more simple term, like how I would use it is let's say early in my practice when I was an eclectic witch, let's say I followed somebody else's spell out of a spell book that I had. And it maybe still worked. You know, I, I got the right color candle. I got the right herbs. I got the right this, that, and the everything. And I did this ritual. And let's say it totally worked, which I've definitely had experiences like that. Now, let's say a week later, I want to refresh that spell and I want to do it in my own way. Maybe I omit certain herbs. Maybe I decide I want to pull something else in. Maybe I decide on a different candle color. Maybe I decide because to me in the moment, it is my belief that powers the whole thing. Like there's no, if all I have is a gray candle in front of me, but I'm trying to bring in something for money and a green candle would work better. It doesn't matter. It is my belief that charges that initially. So I hope that makes more sense in terms of being a chaos witch. I'm not trying to sell anybody on this. Like I feel like being a chaos witch can actually be kind of scary sometimes because you really do have to harness the power of your own belief. Because if you sit there and you're scared of the stuff that you're doing and you feel like you don't have the power to actually do it, that is only going to hinder your progress farther. That is going to stop things from actually working correctly or the way that you want them to. Because if it's your belief that's powering the whole thing and you even have like a shadow of a doubt, that's going to go into that. Does that make sense? I don't know why I ask like you can answer me, but <laughs> it helps me. So there's also like no ultimate truth either. Like with, this is why I feel like talking about chaos magic is so confusing is because there's really nothing to tell. There's nothing to tell because there are no rules and it's literally just up to the practitioner. Now there are books on chaos magic. Um, I think I only have one and it's like condensed chaos. I'll link it down below, but I've heard of a few others that apparently are really good and it's stuff I would like to get more into. There's one that's like really long that a lot of people recommend. Um, but ultimately I feel like being a chaos, witch makes the most sense to me because I am not somebody that, I mean, as a Sagittarius rising, I already have 
a problem with authority. (laughs) Nobody tells me what to do. And so I feel like when it comes to like tradition and things of that nature, I already like want to go against it almost immediately. It's just in me to be that way. And so being a chaos witch made the most sense. I was doing it before I even knew that that's what it was. Like I identified as an eclectic witch for a long, long time, or at least over the last few years, because I thought that that was ultimately what I was doing. I was taking bits and pieces of things here and there. But ultimately, even when I spellcraft, like I have a whole video on my channel talking about how I spellcraft. That whole video is a little chaotic. It's like 45 minutes long. And I walk you through how step by step I like craft my own spell jars And that's always how I've done magic. I've never been someone that would take somebody else's spell and do it verbatim because I feel like that kind of takes A, kind of the fun out of it. And B, I've just always felt very pulled to doing it myself with my own intentions. And I wouldn't be surprised again if I have like a past life in witchcraft, but I feel like That's really the basis of it. And so if you're ever wanting to get into chaos witchcraft, I feel like it is a good fit for people that don't want to follow that traditional path in any sense of the matter. But again, that's like the only caution I would ever give is that if you don't have a very strong sense of self-belief, you're going to have a much harder time with it. So you have to have a very strong sense of self and like belief in what you're doing. And I feel like starting out in witchcraft, most people don't have that. I didn't. It was something that had to be learned and honed. So, um, and honestly, I feel like that's why witchcraft is called a practice is because you are meant to practice it. You know, we can think about what we're going to do all day, every day, but if we're not actually getting in there, crafting the spells, putting the intentions into things and learning stuff we're not going to continue to progress on our spiritual path. And that doesn't mean that you have to be practicing witchcraft every single day. I certainly don't. But I do feel that that's like another place where people will get really caught up is they'll just be learning, 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 but not actually doing, doing, doing. So I hope that kind of clears up some stuff on chaos witchcraft and maybe has made you a little bit curious to want to know more. And I, like I said, all kinds of links down below for you. So definitely check those out. And uh, again, happy October. I love y'all so much. Please do not forget when you stand in your own authenticity, you empower everyone around you to do the same. And I will talk to you again next Tuesday. 